Hi friends, and welcome to the Be Nourished podcast, where we talk about the nourishing things in life, relationships, food, jobs, dreams, and everything in between. Okay, Emily's on the podcast today, and Emily and I actually met through Instagram. Um, Normally, I interview people that I know or have known for a while, but Emily and I met through Instagram. She is such a positive spirit. She's very uplifting, very encouraging, so kind, Um, and she was very gracious during this interview because I was home alone, and my dogs chose our interview time to be crazy, Um, so I apologize in advance because you will hear me trying to deal with them basically the whole interview. Um, It's annoying, but it's real life. This is what we deal with. My dogs were chewing things up as I was trying to be intentional and focused with Emily. So anyway, um, love talking with Emily. She's doing exactly what she needs to do because she's so good at being positive and encouraging and uplifting. And I just love chatting with her. So here we go. So hi, Emily. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I am too. I'm really looking forward to it. And I think a lot of people already know who you are, but in case they don't, tell us a little bit about yourself. I would love to. Um, So I'm Emily Castle. I'm a leadership and business coach for women entrepreneurs, and I help women at every stage of the entrepreneurial journey. So whether they're starting and just launching a business, whether they're growing or scaling a business, I like to say that I help women create the business uh, that their soul came here to create so Mm -hmm. that they can create the impact and income that they deserve and that they're here to create in the world um, and really change their own life by doing that, but also change the lives of others who they're here to serve and impact throughout their work, whatever that looks like for them. So yeah, that's what I do. And at the moment I'm based in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um, I lived in Charleston, South Carolina for two and a half ish years and loved it. Um, But took some time off, did some traveling. I went to Europe and Bali for a bit. And, um, yeah, really awesome Fancy. places too. Yeah. I'll tell you, tell you about that. But for sure. Um, in the middle of those things, my whole family's in Philadelphia. Okay. And so in the middle of those two trips, I was just visiting because I had packed everything up and put everything in a storage unit in Charleston. So I was just <laughs> doing the nomad thing, traveling a bunch and then figured I'll just go back and, you know, see where I end up if I feel called to be somewhere else or stay where I am in Europe or Bali or whatever, then great, I can do that. Um, But I wanted to give myself the space to like be totally open because as someone who's always been a control freak and like a perfectionist (laughs) and type A, I've never given myself that much space to not have a plan ever. Mm -hmm. And so I was actually staying with my family visiting between those two trips and um, I met someone on Tinder. Oh, enough. The one date that I went on, um, and really it was just out of needing to be sane because I couldn't spend that much time with my family. Right. <laughs> without like, getting out of the house. Right. And they live in a small town and there's not much to do. And I was like, I need to go like have a glass of wine and watch some live music or go to dinner and have a yeah. conversation with someone my age because I'm going to go nuts. So, yeah. Um, went on tinder met this guy and fell in love and ended up coming back from my trip to bali early and moving back to philadelphia so that's where i am at the moment so it's kind of been a bit of a whirlwind the last few months for me but i'm settled in that's amazing Um, 
That is so Thank fun. You. Well, I, I have a, a million thousand questions, but because <laughs> I think it is so, so, so interesting, especially in our, you know, day and age. I think people uh-huh. now more than ever can create businesses basically through social media and through podcasting and things like that. And really um, yeah. entrepreneurship, I think is so fascinating. My dad is an entrepreneur and I started a private practice when I was like basically out the womb. I mean, I don't even know what I was doing. I was like 19. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. I wasn't 19, yeah, but I, I was... Started, I started my business when I was 22. It's crazy. Like full time. So, well... Yeah, it's so crazy. And it's, like you're saying, it's crazy because we now have the opportunity to have a business that isn't brick and mortar that there's not a ton of overhead around and to do the work that we love that's fulfilling because of the internet yes (laughs) so great it's never happened before I know it's really really cool I think it's so interesting so you mentioned I don't think you mentioned this but you studied psychology in college right I did yes okay so what made you did you always know that you wanted to study that or like what made you want to pick that well I had played with a couple different options, but at the end of the day, I knew that I wanted to help people, Mm. number one. Number two, I had always been interested in three major topic areas, like everything that I would read, any book I would pick up, anything I was interested in and really got me excited when I was young was either like personal development, Mm -hmm. spirituality, or business. Mm. And sometimes the entrepreneurship and like personal development things would overlap because I think that's a lot of like the the literature that's out there and books yeah. that are popular and stuff is sort of like, you know, it's, they kind of go hand in hand. And so I've always seen entrepreneurship and kind of life as a personal development journey and opportunity. Mm. And for me, I also really loved nutrition and was really interested oh. in like, okay, how does like how does what we're putting in our body affect our mind and the way that it's functioning and the way that we see the world and the way that we, you know, move through the world and the, the way that we show up basically. Sure. And so I, I started reading a lot at that time, like right before I went to, I guess maybe in high school or something, there was a lot about the brain and neuroscience was like a big hot topic. So I was reading sure. a lot about that. And one of the books that fell off the shelf <laughs> for me was, <laughs> Um, called The Female Brain by Luann Bresendine. Have you ever read it? I actually have not. It's amazing. It is so interesting because it it walks through like neuroscience and hormones and all of these different things that make our brain function in a specific way because of the fact that we are female or male. And she has another book called The Male Brain, Um, which I tried to get into, by the way, and couldn't. So I knew there was something (laughs) special about, like, the female brain for me, personally. Sure. Um, And I was reading a lot, just, like, that led me down a rabbit hole of other things that then it was really, like, um, the idea of how are women unique, you know? Like, how are we actually different in a way, like, uniquely different in a good way? Because I think a lot of what, we were told, you know, growing up was like, not so much this generation and not so much our generation, but like, you know, yeah, that was starting to change with us, I think. For sure. But you know, like girls are this and boys are better or whatever. Yeah. Like I remember all of those things in elementary school and, you know, like you can't do that because you're a girl or For sure. all this crazy stuff that still probably is flying around. But um, I always felt really excited to be a woman. I was like, this is great. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So, 
so you know so I thought this is really an interesting thing to be and I'm like oh I wonder why my soul chose this in this lifetime you know um so that was sort of like my initial interest and then I chose psychology and then I minor I ended up minoring in marketing and sustainable food systems which I self-created because I was so just so, like interested in all of these things and I felt like they all kind of fit together but there was nothing that I could have studied that would have pulled them all together right and I took a class I, I was looking for that like throughout everything we had at my school I went to an all-women's college also which was important <laughs> oh okay yeah um, because I grew up going to a public co-ed huge high school okay and I was super involved in everything but I felt like you know the like I ran for student government and a boy beat me because he was a boy you oh, know like yeah. he's, he had like the worst speech he was unprepared but he was like funny and people voted for him and I was like oh <laughs> so I, I was vice president and I was like, I wonder if I went to an all-women's college, what that would be like, because it would be so different, and it sure. might be more aligned with my values, and like, be just a different experience. I don't want to have the same experience that I had in high school, in college. I want it to be something unique for me. Yeah. Um, so that led me, I went to Chatham University, which sadly is now co-ed. Oh, wow. <laughs> but at the time, um, was all women, and that was a really cool experience to see sort of like the microcosm of what happens if women are the only ones who uh, are able to be in leadership. Like we have to kind of get over our own story about why we can't do it or like, you know, there's no barrier. It's like lower barriers to entry sort of. So it it was really, really interesting. Um, And then I took a course, an elective course in positive psychology and the light bulbs started going off for me. And I was like, this is what I'm meant to do like this is the thing for me that pulls all of it together um all the things that I'm interested in and passionate about this pulls it all together and so I talked to my um my sort of advisor Mm -hmm. and was like what the heck do I do with this because I was going (laughs) to go in like my intention was I was going to do a 3-2 program get my master's in counseling right away and you know go have a job right you know and he was like well you probably shouldn't do that if that's what you want to do because that's not going to get you there. And I was like, oh, crap. Okay. Right, now what? And he was like, well, you could either do research or coaching because that's sort of the applied version. Yes. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, do I get a master's degree in that? And he's like, well, no, it's not really, like, it's not how it is yet. It's sure. a newer field. You just get a certification. And I was like, oh, my ego felt like, but I wanted a master's degree and yeah. I wanted to do this and this is I'm so academic so I I had to let go of that a little bit um yeah. but yeah so that's kind of how I ended up here and I also worked briefly for like two years between college because I graduated a year early because I was supposed to do a 3-2 program and sure. then didn't do the additional two so um I graduated a year early, started that job. I, I was working for a magazine publishing company, actually one of the like edible communities publications. I don't know if you have that where you are. It, but... I doubt it. I'm in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are a lot of magazines. They might have one like for the nearest city. Sure. Um, but it's a community of publications, of uh, like publications about sustainable living and, um, 
sustainable food and local food and all that kind of good stuff, green living, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I started working there and did that for about a year and a half while I, like the first year that I was there, I was just working there. Mm-hmm. And then I started to feel this niggling feeling of like, uh, this isn't it for me and I need to remember what I actually, like what this was. It was more of a stepping stone than yeah. the end game. Um, but you know, like when you are an ambitious person, you can easily get wrapped up in like achievement and Mm -hmm. doing the things and going through the motions and pleasing and all of that. So, and I started doing really well. So I was like, okay, well, this this works. (laughs) This does something for me. So, um, I had to kind of step away from that and remember that what I really wanted to do all my life was have my own business and work for myself and have the freedom that came along with that and be able to sort of create the life that I'm fortunately living now um, where I'm able to help people and make great money and have the flexibility to travel. And lucky for me, I was born into the generation who had the internet, you know, yes. <laughs> her fingertips oh at yes. 22. So, yeah, so, so I started my coach training program, which was virtual, and I did that for a year and left my full-time job December of 2014 and started my coaching practice full-time which full-time is a stretch because I had like one client and just the conviction that I would figure it out not like a full roster sure (laughs) I totally get (laughs) Um, that feeling (laughs) I just needed to go like I really I needed to create a space for myself to be able to step away from the full-time hustle and be able to devote more of my time and energy to building what I wanted to build. So Mm. yeah. And I've been doing it ever since and figuring it out along the way and, um, supporting other women to do that. I started out just doing like life coaching, but then all the women who were coming to me were, um, either aspiring or established entrepreneurs, interestingly. Mm. Um, and I'd been working with through the magazine a lot of entrepreneurs talking to them about ad sales and event planning and things that I was doing there, uh, and learning so much about what they needed and how I could support them and all of that stuff. And was really sort of like when you're in a sales position inside a small business, it's almost like you're running your own operation. Yeah. So I learned a lot through that, but also I had studied business also like in school and had done a lot of internships for women entrepreneurs, helping them with marketing plans and just whatever the heck I felt I could contribute. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's sort of like everything has pulled itself together and I'm doing what I'm doing now. And I was, you know, learning a lot, obviously for myself when I first started my business and throughout my coach training about how to run a business and specifically how to run a virtual business effectively, um, how to manage my time better, like all of the things that we have to figure out as we are building a business. Um, and since that was like all I was really focused on, I've learned so much. And then through helping other women to do that as well, I've learned so much over the past four and a half ish years of, yeah. So 
Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so interesting. You know, I find it really, really interesting um, that the food component was there. I'm not surprised because, like you said, it does all work together. And we talked about this before we started. It was just the systemic, like the whole right. picture and how it all feeds into each other. I, I've taken like 13,000 years to read the book, um, The Body Keeps the Score, because it is so dense it's so interesting and it's very systemic focus, but it's, it's like so much to get through, but I'm also drawn to those things, but I think it's so yeah. interesting because I literally my junior year of college. Okay. Cause I, I kind of like a little bit of everything. And so I had a really hard time focusing, focusing in on what mm -hmm. I wanted to do. So I love it when I talk to people who like knew what they wanted and they'd researched it and they'd done the things and it, and then you just go get it. And I think that's amazing because I think there's something in entrepreneurs and maybe just women in general that says like we can do this we're going to figure this out and certainly I agree that there are lots sure. of stigma on women and there's some on men but I think you know as a woman I can say I agree that I think there's a lot of things that women have to deal with but I think as a whole women figure it out and I love that mm -hmm. so much of what you do and have done for your own life is figure it out you know you said this is what I want to do and this is what I'm interested in I'm not really sure where this is leading or what to do with this, but I'm going to kind of take the next right step. And so you mentioned that you worked at the magazine and then from there you launched into starting your business full time. So while you were doing that and you said that you would meet women at the magazine and things like that, that you could help along the way. But I'm so curious as to how you got your first client. Like did someone approach you or did you approach them or how did that happen? I'm pretty sure, so I had, actually, I had gotten my first two paying clients the second month of my coach training program, which is pretty wow. crazy. Yeah. Um, and it really, honestly, just came from me, I think, sharing on social media, like sharing on Facebook. I'm so excited that I'm doing this. I'm doing my life coach training. I can't wait to help, you know, whatever. I don't know what I said exactly, but sure. I think it was just like that authentic enthusiasm of like, I'm so excited to be able to do this. Yeah. And actually my first two clients were people who had gone to the same school as me. Oh, okay. Undergrad. And they'd since graduated, but it was like, I think they kind of knew me as the thought like, oh yeah, she'd be probably really good at that that's awesome. <laughs> just because it's who I am and sure. I think that's what happens when we're in alignment with you know what we're here to do in yeah. the world is that it becomes it it creates a sense of flow you don't have to push it so hard it's sure. not something you have to like if you're I think there's always going to be resistance as we grow and things to overcome and all of that and I'm not saying that's not a thing but mm -hmm. I think ultimately what happens is when we really get in alignment with why we're here and our purpose and we start to do that in a way that's actually feeling enlivening for us and not exhausting yeah then we start to get into this zone and the state of flow where things just open up and yes. it's synchronistic and it feels kind of magical and it's like oh this is what it feels like to be successful you know what I mean yeah like the feeling of success and not necessarily the the like white picket fence with you yes. know a multi-six figure income and a Mercedes Benz or whatever yes. your vision is for success you know like the the cultural stereotype for success but actually this is what it feels like to be successful for me in my life as who I am here mm -hmm. to be and that's what I find is the most helpful thing to to get first is like really figuring out okay 
who am I? What are my strengths? What am I so excited about that I can't not do it? Mm. And then starting to feed that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. Um, and I think a lot of people, we just get into the motion of our life. You know, we put one foot in front of the other and we go through the steps and it becomes very unfulfilling and uninspired. Mm-hmm. And that's not where creativity comes from all the time, yeah. you know? And so I think we have to be feeding something constantly to really feel fulfilled. Totally. Um, and that doesn't have to look like being exhausted and burnt out by it or even doing it all the time, but just giving yourself like a little dose, you know, yeah. of that passion, that thing that you're excited about. And it will, if you keep showing up to it, I think it, it always unfolds for you. Yes, I agree. And you know, I mentioned this on a, an episode of mine a few weeks ago. I went through this period of time where I was like uh, posting a lot and hustling a lot and trying to do a lot of things. And I wasn't, it wasn't success to me, you know, and it didn't, it didn't feel like it. And my friend Amy, I, she's like, I don't know. She just read into my soul, I guess. Cause she contacted me and she was like, Hey, I feel like you're doing a lot of things and if it's something that really is fulfilling you by all means, but it kind of feels like you're hustling a lot. And I it was really hard to hear because I too am a very I'm a driven person. I like to succeed. I want to do the things and I was like, "Wait a minute. <laughs> I thought this is what I was supposed to do." And so the moment that I stopped trying so hard, it really did feel better. But it's not, you know, I think I agree with you on the sense of like success is not going to necessarily look like what you thought, but that doesn't mean it's not yeah. success. Right. Because when I stopped trying so hard, I may not have gotten as much like interaction that I thought I needed, but I ended up actually getting more followers when I stopped trying to hustle so much because I was more authentic with what I was actually putting out there. And I think that's super, super important for people to remember because even, I mean, I haven't even been doing the podcast that long, but in this short time that I've been doing it, even I know that that's true. Like if you come from a place of, um, I don't know, inauthentic and if you're trying to push something that is not really there for you and if you're getting caught up in what it's supposed to look like versus what feels true for you, it's not going to be what it's supposed to be. And I really, I really believe that. Yeah, and then what happens from that place is, like, you're not really able to connect with the hearts and the minds of the people that you're here to serve, right? Right. Because you're not coming from your authentic essence. Yes. And so they can't feel you, and they can't feel that, like, oh, this is the person I need to follow or listen to or work with or whatever. Right. Because I think, you know, I think we're all here to activate each other Mm -hmm. you know in certain ways and I think we have different agreements with different people on a soul level that Mm -hmm. like they need to be activated by us and us alone at this stage of their journey you know yeah um and so I think you know it's it's a disservice for us when we're sort of being inauthentic and hiding or not doing what we're here to do yeah because we're afraid or whatever the resistance is which is very human and and normal to feel sure um but also we're not able to show up and serve the people that we're here to activate. And then that changes, you know, it's like when we are all, if we were all fully expressed in exactly who we are, we'd be able to connect with the right people so much easier because there'd be no barriers in between. It would just be like pure synchronicity and flow Mm -hmm. happening constantly. Right. Right. So 
it's so interesting. I love this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could talk about that forever. Well, it but really yeah. is. I mean, it's true. And I've experienced it firsthand. When you are, when you're trying to connect, but you're not connected, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And the people, it feels like it's never enough. You know, if you're seeking out 30 new followers by, you know, this, that, and the other, and I'm going to post all this stuff, it, you may get your 30 followers, but at what cost? You know, it's like, okay, now that I've gotten the 30, I've got to get 50. And it's like, it's just never, the hustle is just never going to provide that connective piece that I think people really want. And so that's why I think what you do is so interesting because I think it's important to focus on, and it sounds like this is what you do, is you kind of slow down and remind all of us who are out here hustling the entrepreneurship game that, okay, let's focus on what's important. Let's focus on what's connecting for you and not for somebody else. So what is it that you love most about what you do? Is it that connecting piece? Oh gosh, one thing. Let's see. I, I really just love, so I guess there are so many pathways and you know this in your work too. There are so many pathways to get to where we're going and like to create a certain result. Right. Yeah. And my favorite part of what I do is helping women find the pathway to get to where they want to be that actually feels nourishing for them. Yeah. That doesn't feel like an exhausting burnout path, but that actually is able to help them become more of the woman that they're here to be Mm. instead of like somebody else or instead of, you know, an exhausted version of themselves or a shell of themselves or an unfulfilled version. I think we're here to have, it all you know like we really are I really believe that and I think um and I I hope that I get to exemplify that forever to people that like there is evidence that you can have it all because I didn't grow up with like a silver spoon you know and I, I think we can all we can all create the life and the business if we want to that we're here to create and I think that that's possible for all of us so I love to see women doing that and really owning their way of doing it and finding the moments where things start clicking into place and becoming more downhill or downstream than feeling like they have to be in the hustle and that they, they really, um, that they feel like more of themselves and that things start to get so much easier. And they're like, how did I, like, why was I exhausting myself before if this is a possibility too? Yeah. So that's like my favorite thing. And also I would say part of that is the, and the way in which I go about that a lot of times is gathering women together in sisterhood and actually relearning how to, I think you'll, you'll appreciate and enjoy this. Yeah. (laughs) I find that when we, when we gather as women in a space that is actually like a, a sacred or a, a held container where there's intention around the space and not just like hanging out with your girlfriends you yeah know? Mm-hmm. but like a real like gathering around a certain shared intention sure that that's what I call like sisterhood mm-hmm. and we learn to interact with each other from a place of witnessing and full acceptance and unconditional love and no judgment mm-hmm. and we get curious about our triggers and what shows up for us in that space yeah. and we learn so much about who we are and what's possible for us and our own patterns and our own challenges and our own blocks and our own opportunities and also we learn so much about each other and we learn that we can be 
kinder to each other. We learn that we can like loosen the grip a little bit. We mm. learn that we can, it can be okay actually if we don't have total control all the time or it's not perfect or whatever. Yeah. And I find that those are some of the challenges, like the overwhelm and the perfectionism and the, um, like so many of those things are common challenges that women entrepreneurs or the women who are drawn to entrepreneurship face because yeah. we, we all have that sort of like ambition within us mm-hmm. and it can become imbalanced um, because we grow up in a world that values so many of those qualities and reinforces them, right? Yes. And so we become very imbalanced on the side of like, this is what gets me approval and love and all the things that I want and need. And so I'm going to do more of it and we become really imbalanced and we forget that, Oh, actually softness is such a strength Mm -hmm. and, um, slowing down can be really powerful instead of speeding up all the time and like being a little bit more intentional and planning and doing like surrendering to the unknown a little bit more too can Mm -hmm. be can be really helpful in our journey. And if we want to create a sustainable business and a sustainable life that isn't like a one hit wonder situation, right. then we need to then we need to be in harmony with ourselves and those two types of energies within us, which I would call like yin and yang or masculine and feminine or um, sort of like active and receptive energies mm-hmm. within us. Um, and we all need that men and women both. But for me in my work with women, I find that there are a lot of, especially the ambitious women who are in business for themselves. There's a lot of independence happening, which is like, is in service to some extent, right? Like it can help us get to where we want to go. And then it kind of, we, we cap out at some point and we realize we need to receive (laughs) We can't just be giving all the time. Those are my favorite moments, too, when women start to realize, like, oh, right. (laughs) I actually, oh, I'm not alone in the world. Like, I can receive support, and that is strong. It's not weak. And, like, those kind of realizations just really get me so pumped because I know the impact of that in their lives beyond our work together, you know, and in their relationships and in their work. And like, it just opens up so much for them. Mm -hmm. So that gets me super excited as well. I love that. (laughs) And share a little bit too, because I know aside from the coaching, which it all ties together, but you also do, don't you do some stuff with sisterhood? Like you hold Mm -hmm. where people come together and it's more than just one person and you can like actually do it in person with other women. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I host, um, a monthly gathering at my house in Philadelphia right now uh, called the Soulful Business Circle, which is all about sisterhood. Um, and I also have a podcast called Sexy Soulful Success. And something I'm rolling out shortly is I have a Facebook group for that community of women who are listening. And then I'm going to be offering the tools and resources and sort of like the container for them to come into a sister circle for free, um, mm-hmm. just to meet with other women weekly on a virtual you know, basis, yeah. uh, be able to connect with other women and just practice being in sisterhood with other women, because it is so for me in my life, it's been so transformational in so many ways. And, you know, personally and professionally, because yeah. it's taught me so much about myself. 
it's taught me so much about what's possible. It's taught me a new way of relating to other women and therefore to myself, which changes everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I have lots of different ways and, and then all of my programs for the most part with the women that I serve and support are all done through sisterhood. So interesting. I, so are these things that you have always known you wanted to do or, I mean, cause you mentioned that you've, you know, we're all just figuring it out as we go. Are these things that just kind of have naturally developed through your work or is this stuff that you thought, you know, I always want to create this kind of model. I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think it's very common, even though, like, the more research I've done and the more that I've learned and the, the trainings that I've done and all of that, I've, I've learned through all of those things that actually this is our instinct is to gather as women with yeah. other women. You know, we've been doing this since, like, forever, whenever, forever, <laughs> right. you know, and, and yet in our modern world, we're taught that we need to be independent yeah. and we can't we can't trust other women and all these things, all these stories. Right. And so for me, I didn't really realize that was a thing. Although I did go to some like angel circles and psychic reading circles and stuff with my mom growing up. I didn't realize that it could be more than that, Mm. you know, just like being in a room with other women. Um, so I didn't, I didn't know. And even when I was in college at an all women's college, it's not like we were, you know, holding sister circles. <laughs> it right. was like we were just going to school and we were all women and that was cool, but it was more informal mm-hmm. than that. Um, and yeah, so I didn't, I didn't know um, until I did my coach training program and that happened to be done in a format. It's called Mentor Masterclass with my mentor, Janine Yoder, and she's awesome. Um, but the way that she did everything was through sisterhood like Mm. that was a a huge part of the program and I was like this is amazing (laughs) more women need to know this more women need to be part of this Mm. well Um, and I agree I I agree with what you said about you know there's a difference between women being together and sisterhood you know there's a there's a significant difference between like we're all we all just happen to be in the same room and we're actually like letting our walls down and connecting and being vulnerable right. and we're actually there for each other versus feeling in competition or right. um, feeling insecure. I do think that's something that women really, really struggle with. Um, it's just the mm-hmm. the tendency to think like, am I enough? And then we, we kind of project that onto other people, whether it's men or women, but you know, specifically I think women do that to women. And so mm-hmm. I think there's, there is a significant difference between sisterhood and just gathering and so it's interesting that you like it, I think it's very tricky to cultivate but once you do it's very powerful so I think that's really cool mm-hmm. yes absolutely it's and it's hard to explain also I find if you haven't experienced it right like it's really hard to explain to someone who sure. hasn't experienced it the power of it because I see so many women I mean there are tears, there are, like, there's so much release happening Mm -hmm. in that space, and there's so much, like, healing happening in that space without even, like, having to do anything, like, the first, really, I mean, the first sister circle that I hosted was in person in Pittsburgh, where I was living at the time, and I remember there were, like, maybe seven to nine of us in the room, Mm. and women were just, like, opening up, and it was amazing, and 
it was just like a natural intuitive thing that happened. I didn't even have to, I, I remember leaving and being like, Oh my God, I didn't even have to like do anything. Yeah. I just had to hold the space for them to come and say what they needed to say and express what they needed to express and, you know, work through, like have this safe, sacred space where they could be mm-hmm. witnessed and encouraged by other women. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny. Like, I remember my whole body was like buzzing after mm-hmm. that. And I was like, this is the thing I need to be doing. Yeah. But I think that's when we know, like to answer your original question, like, was this something I knew I wanted to do and sort of set out with the plan? No. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, just, I've been trusting the, the feelings, you yeah. know, that I get around things and the experiences that I've witnessed and trying new things and experimenting and playing and, mm-hmm this is sort of what it's it's come to which is fun and that's exactly how I would want to build a business you know it's like through experimentation because that's really the only way it happens and I think sometimes when we when we get into a rigid idea like this is how it's going to be well life will knock that right down oh yeah (laughs) you know yes Um, so yeah that's sort of my experience with with all of that I love that. And I think it's exciting because, you know, so many of the women that I see who are either doing podcasting or blogging or Instagram stuff or whatever, I think so much of it does, it is a stepping process. I mean, you start somewhere and then you step into an opportunity that presents itself and then you follow that opportunity. And I don't think, I, I don't really know anybody that's an entrepreneur that has this rigid plan that's actually happened. I think so much of this journey is trusting the process and knowing that whatever happens today is going to benefit tomorrow. And then once you step into this thing tomorrow, it's going to step into this thing, you know, and I think that can be scary, but I also think it's really beautiful to think about. And especially if you, Mm -hmm. you know, you do it and then you look back and you're like, wow, everything really did kind of fall into place and it happened as it should have. And I think if you hold on to a rigid idea of any sort, even if it's not in your business, I think just rigidity Uh is not really helpful ever. (laughs) And so I think holding on to that, no matter what your journey in life, I think is harmful and not just to you, but to others. And so I think practicing letting that go. And like you mentioned earlier, just trusting the unknown, I think is, is very hard for people like me who like control. And, you know, we, we talked about that earlier, but it's also really interesting to see what happens because it really does all kind of fall into place. And I think that's cool. Mm -hmm. Totally. And that's like one of the coolest parts of entrepreneurship and also the reason why most people don't do it. Yes. (laughs) Because it's hard and you have to overcome like everything in your human system, brain and body that says we need to be safe and survive, you know? And we have to like surpass that and work through all of that to be able to open up to that different level of trust in ourselves, in the universe or whatever you believe in and in like life's course and in our work and all the things It just requires so much trust. Yeah. And I think that's really hard for us humans, you know, it just is. Yes, (laughs) I agree. It really, really is. Yeah, I agree. Well, that is so interesting. So do you have any idea of where, like 2019, what is it you're hoping for your business this year? Mm. Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, so I am really building out this year, like, like I mentioned, like really ways to serve more women entrepreneurs at every single stage of their journey. So like whether they're in a nine to five 
or with a side hustle trying to transition to a full-time gig that's one thing and then um, I have a program for that and then if they're in their business but they're not quite making the money that they want to be making I have a program for that and if Mm. they are wanting to scale to six figures or beyond and they're sort of like established in their business they've been doing it for a while but they really want to take it to the next level of depth and impact I have a program for that Mm. Um, and then I have like um, an e-course sort of situation it's not like a a full e-course but sort of like a virtual business planning session that I walk people through how to set up your business um for the year and and do your like goal planning and uh timelines and launch plan and all that stuff in one like three hour snippet Mm -hmm. um in a really effective efficient way and then have Yeah, so I just, like, I'm excited to be able to do all of those things consistently now that I know how I like to work, what works with people, um, what's the most effective way, like, really feeling grounded in my mission in a totally different capacity than I have before sort of opens up the possibilities of how I'm here to serve this year. Mm -hmm. And also, like I mentioned, the, like, Free Sister Circle program, that is so exciting to me because I know how much that having that consistent accountability and space to check in has impacted my life. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to share that with so many more women this year. And that's like an unlimited thing. So like, I don't have to put a cap on it, which feels awesome. Yeah. Like there can be as many women doing it as they want to be. And there's always space for more. And that's just really exciting for me because it's able to take something like the podcast that I've created, you know, I've been feeling like it's a little bit of a static situation. Like Mm. people go and they listen and then it's like, okay, that was cool. And maybe they do it on their own. But what I'm really about is sisterhood and community and doing this thing together. And so adding that piece onto it, that opportunity for them to gather consistently with one another and to connect with the other women in our little tribe of people Mm. feels really exciting and just like, I can't wait to be able to roll that out and see how it goes and and keep growing it. So Mm -hmm. that's that. And then as part of my mastermind program for women entrepreneurs, um, I'm leading two retreats this year, one to Costa Rica and one to Greece. And that I'm really excited about. Yeah. Um, Because I love to travel and I love that I get to do the work that I love and travel with Mm -hmm. the women that I love supporting. It's like everything it's like the peak experience of my work. I think, you know, like all the things that I love in one. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's like, for me, mostly what I'm excited about. I feel like really clear about the plan this year. Um, I have my like systems and structures and strategies all set up. And then I have some space for creativity and collaborations and things with friends and people who, you know, I can co-host retreats with and things like that. That's amazing. Speaking year, of so, speaking of yeah. all that, how does how do people find you? I mean, where should they go if they want more information on any of that stuff you mentioned? Oh yeah, um, they can find it. Uh, well, first of all, I'm on Instagram most often, mm-hmm. and that my handle is Emily Castle Official, and Castle is spelled C A S S E L. Um, I am also on everything is on my website. Okay. That's the easiest place to find it. It's emilycastle.com. Very simple. Very simple. Um, and then my Facebook group where if you're interested in being part of the podcast community and 
joining a sister circle for free. I'd love to have you if that's something you're interested in and that you can find on Facebook. It's called um, the Sexy Soulful Success Podcast Sisterhood. But if you just type in facebook.com slash groups slash sexy soulful success, it'll pop up. Okay. Interesting. Okay, this is exciting. Everybody's going to go benefit from that for sure. And I'll put all of that in the um, show notes as well. I'll spell all that out for everybody and provide the links and whatnot. Very cool. Okay, Emily, so I always... I know. Me too. I love it when I can help people spread their, you know, whatever it is they're doing. This is my favorite thing about the podcast is providing people, bringing people on that either I know or I'm getting to know and then just letting them tell their story and hoping that other people will connect with them. And I just think, you know, it's like what we said earlier, the systemic effect is really, really cool. So I love it. I agree. Yes. I love it. Okay. So I always ask people what is nourishing them now? And this can be anything in all the land. I mean, it can be like chapstick or guacamole or like the sunshine. I mean, anything. So what's nourishing Mm. you now? Oh gosh, so many things. I would say today is this conversation. Like I love to connect, like, I mean, I have my own podcast too, so I love connecting with people. That's why I started it. And Mm -hmm. I love connecting. That's why I do the work that I do. And I just love meeting you through this Mm -hmm. and being able to connect with you and hear your story before we started recording. And that's really feeling nourishing today for me. So thank you. Well, of course. Same here. (laughs) I love doing this part. This is so, so fun. I mean, it's, there's always dogs in the background, like we said, and there's always, you know, there's always things going on, but it's, there's nothing like it. It's, it's true. There's really nothing like it. I love it. Yes. Oh, yay. Well, I... Also, like, my dog is so sweet. Oh, what kind he's of dog do you have? He's nourishing me, and, oh, he's a mini Australian shepherd. Oh, wow. I bet he's, he's beautiful. He's a cutie. Yeah. I'll send you a picture. Yes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This morning I woke up, and my, I have a boxer, and I have an American bully. And mm-hmm. um, we have to, our bully is still kind of a puppy, so we have to kennel her. But anyway, our boxer has this little bed out in the living room. And I woke up this morning, I went into her, and she had literally covered herself in her blanket. Like, her head was completely covered. And I'm like, girl, how did you do this? But she, she, I was like, I get it, Blaze, because it's been raining for like three days straight here, and she just, she covered herself up. She's like, I just can't with this. So I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) I sent a picture to my husband. He's traveling this weekend. I sent a picture to him, and I was like, this is what I woke up to. This dog is like, so, she really is like a human. It's really funny. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) What's her name? Blaze. Place. Yeah. Oh, so sweet. She's funny. Pups are the best. They are. They really are. They're a lot of work, but they're very, very sweet. Once you get past the puppy okay. stage, you're like, okay, this is great. But the puppy stage yes. is a doozy. Right. It is. <sighs> but it's all Absolutely. worth it. Well, Emily, this was such a delight. I so appreciate you coming on and talking. I've loved hearing from you. I'm excited to see where you go this year. I think it's really, really cool to watch women just succeed and I think it's really special like we talked about in this time of life you know I mean the internet is so crazy and it's developing all the time and I think it's so interesting to build a business off of this and just kind of see where it flourishes so I am cheering for you and I think what you're doing is so amazing thank you right back at you what a delight Emily is I'm telling you um as always 
There's a thousand ways to get in touch, to keep in touch. Be Nourished Podcast on Instagram is the best way. I also have an email, be nourished podcast at gmail.com. I am also on Facebook, all the things basically. Um, and as always, if you like what you hear, rate and review on Apple iTunes if that's what you're using. It just helps. It helps promote the podcast. It helps me understand where we are with things and what you guys are liking. So I know you hear that a lot, but it really does help. Hope you guys have an awesome rest of your week and hope you do something nourishing for yourself and for someone else.